Hello, I am Bo. And I am Aaron. And this is, wow, episode 10. Yeah, double digits. Of uh, Old Games Plus Season 1 Imperfect Works. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we took a bye week last week. Yep. I'm sorry if you guys missed us, but that's just the just the way these things go sometimes. We do have we have day jobs still. Yeah, unfortunately. We are, not, uh, <laughs> we are unfortunately not professional podcasters. Unrelated note, uh, links to our Patreon in the description of this video. <laughs> uh, so we're actually, uh, I don't know if you guys have been keeping up with uh, Don Rom, um, but Aaron is doing some awesome like solo videos <laughs> and i am why are you laughing i'm giving you a compliment <laughs> i don't take um, compliments well so uh as, as adam and i were discussing the other night aaron's really playing power forward for us right now so he's doing some awesome videos outside of his work with me uh we're still going to do uh imperfect works and old games plus in general we're we need to start playing in our next game actually yeah, i know yeah cause um, we're i mean we're not really near the end of xeno gears but we're still making some heavy headway into it so that we're still going to go forward with that because i think we're both doing a fantastic job doing that but azer ages we're actually going to chill out on for a little bit because mm-hmm. i think i was sucking real bad <laughs> on them. i was just not i was i was just not showing up for him i feel like i i feel like i was so into golden axe yeah that it just petered out after golden axe yeah for like me. you like um, you uh like kind of like had like a um oh what is it like a endorphin withdrawal kind of thing yeah like so um thank you for supporting that it will come back mm-hmm. we just don't feel like it's a, the right time to keep pursuing it we want to focus on this and aaron of course doing the side videos and aaron's doing a lot of the marvelous editing that you <laughs> folks are seeing in your uh videos right now so uh without without further ado um old games plus as we've explained before we look at a game we played in our childhood discuss how we perceived it as kids mm-hmm. Uh, we we revisit as adults, and we discuss how what we thought of it brand new as adults, yeah, and yeah. Uh, how we realized it affected us growing up. Uh, there was no other game to do other than Zeno Gears to start off. Yeah, there was no other game to do. Um, so uh, we we joined Bart uh, being uncharacteristically remorseful about this. Yeah, he, yeah, he's very. It's very, very out of character, almost. If this game were made with modern graphics, we would be seeing him bow profusely. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, he's um he's definitely taking it hard that he shot down his best friend again. So he keeps <laughs> calling Rico big friend. Yeah. And you know, um, he does that. It's so funny. In one of the really odd, funny moments that they don't really prep you for in this mm-hmm. game. Uh, Rico jumps and screams, and it cuts to black. <laughs> yeah, because Rico finds out that Bart was the one that shot him down, and he just gets so unreasonably angry over it. It's so good. It's so funny. So that cut actually leads us back to Faye and Ellie, and yep. Faye is um, Faye has made up a mission for himself. Yes, he is he, a man on a mission. Finally, he, everything else has fallen apart. He's at <laughs> yes. the end of his rope. He's on a he's on a hunk of metal in the middle of the ocean. Yeah. no land in sight. Literally drifting. He has decided to catch this fish. Ellie is downstairs doing something sensible because quite often um, <laughs> in moments of uh, in moments of stress, mm-hmm. uh, quite often uh, men will choose to do something very foolish yeah. to keep ourselves together because we're children perpetually <laughs> until the day we die. And women will be doing something sensible like going down and checking how much food they have yeah. left or see what food is actually edible because mm-hmm. they did say they had about two days of food. Ellie is most likely below decks being like, how much of it is actually yes. going to be worth well, it? And did he do his math right? Um, and on top of that, Ellie's an actual trained military officer. She's definitely gone through survival training. She, oh, absolutely. Between her and Faye, only she's going to know how to actually ration anything. Ellie is... Um, <laughs> 
and, and mm-hmm. that's something they don't actually explore a lot in the game, but it's implied if you read between the lines, and mm-hmm. that is that Ellie knows what she's doing. She's a commander in a military. Yeah. Faye is this starstruck he's a, he's a country village bumpkin. boy. Yeah. yeah. So um, anyway, Ellie finds the gears down there. Mm-hmm. Um, she tells Faye that the, sh- that the fish is gross, and because of, again, graphical um, limitations, we don't know, does the fish look gross? Yeah. Is this a bad part of the ocean? Like, where we grew up, we know you don't eat fish that you catch out of the Ohio River. Yes, yeah. Um, not, and that's that's not an opinion. That is just a fa- facts, Like, you yeah. never meet any... The nastiest river rat, mm-hmm. redneck mofo, will not yeah, no. eat a fish out of the Ohio River. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's literal poison for us. Well, and you got to think, we're downriver from Pittsburgh. We're yeah. downriver from Louisville. We're downriver from Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. All that. By the time the Ohio River gets to us, it looks pretty far away. Yes. The closer you get to, it doesn't stink. Thank God. No, no. Luckily enough, it's it's uh, it flows fast enough to where it doesn't. It, yeah, it's a very I mean, fast flow. It's a very fast flowing yeah, river. It really yeah. is. I mean, if you're right on top of it, you get that like, I don't know, like. Dirty water smell. Yeah, but, like, you, but that, you don't you're going like, to get that out of any river yeah, in the world. But you don't get that like you don't get like sewage smell or like chemical smell or anything like that. Right. Yeah. Um. It's probably not like how I imagine the L.A. River smells or oh, something God. when yeah. it's running. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> like when they actually the, have uh, water in the canal, they typically have to drain it out to have their motorcycle chase scenes. <laughs> um, Sounds about right. <laughs> the uh, T2. Uh, funny fact about T2. I've discussed this with several people. No one could refute me on this. Every action movie in the 90s was trying to be T2. Yeah. All of them were chasing that high that T2 had. And you know what? You're not going to get there because T2 was amazing. (laughs) For you youngsters, I'm talking about Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Yes. It was, it's one of the most incredible movies ever filmed. It was a tour de force. And Um, I remember uh, another dating thing uh, involving T2. I distinctly remember watching a, uh, like, our local news, Channel 7, whatever. Uh, doing an article about this newfangled thing coming out called digital video discs. Yes, and Terminator yes. Two is going to be one of the first ones to go yeah, on it. Uh, Terminator Two was one of the first uh, DVDs ever. Yeah. Um, did you have the T Two DVD with the? Uh, with no. The, uh, oh my I, I wanted it I can't believe you didn't have. I know that. That, that, it's such a thing I would have. Yes. I made up for it though because now I actually have a um, a diecast stamped uh, Terminator head. Uh, on one nice, of my shelves. Nice, yeah. nice. So, um, <laughs> I, I made up for it. <laughs> so uh, when I was younger, I didn't really understand that. I thought I thought it was just a funny thing that Faye was trying to get the fish. Yeah. yeah. As an adult, I understand he's. Uh, Don said it best. And I don't mean to keep because these yeah. are two different podcasts covering two different aspects of this game. But Don did put it best when he's a man who has lost control of everything, taking control of what he can. Yes, and that's um, exactly what it is because he is obsessively determined to catch this. Fish. And that is as someone who's been in several situations, even quite recently, where that's happened. You mm-hmm. take control of what you can, even if it's uh, for me. A lot of times, it's learning a song on a guitar. Yeah, I'll sit down and learn a new song on a guitar. I know the process to that. Mm-hmm. It's simple, and at the end, I could be like, I could play this song. Yeah, and it's something that from start to finish is a hundred percent in your hands. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Um. So anyway, uh, Shavat floats across the sky. That floating yeah. city we've been seeing every once in a while, and uh, Ellie is, has now named it. Mm-hmm. She has said that Shavat. It's outside the reach of Solaris, and it's one of those things where she just says that, mm-hmm. and the game just sort of moves on. Like Faye doesn't go, "What does that mean?" Yeah, he's like, "What does that even mean?" Like the like, only other thing we get is Faye's just like, "Oh, that's Shavat." Huh. Yeah, my uh, my mom and dad were from there. That's cool, and she and Illy's just like, "Huh." <laughs> like that's it. All of that should have been bigger. Like all of that should have been a moment for them to be like, "Please elaborate on what you're saying." It, it's so funny because like, like as we'll kind of learn 
as the game progresses, the idea of of meeting someone on the surface and having them be from Shabbat is just as crazy as meeting someone on the surface who's, who's from Solaris. Right. And Illy does not care. Right. <laughs> she, I think at this point she's hungry and she's like, I've been meeting all kinds of weird sons of bitches for the past month. She's my, whatever. Um, <laughs> in these situations where men decide to do something foolish in times of crisis while mm. women are doing the sensible thing, they tend to lose their patience very quickly. <laughs> Understandably so. Um, so we got back to Bart apologizing to Rico and this kind of, this whole situation kind of reminds me, like I've, I've worked in labor my whole life. Yeah, yeah. Um, and labor, like depending on what kind of job you're doing, there's higher end jobs and there's lower end jobs. And mm -hmm. I'm thankfully in a higher end job right now. I've had to work my way up to that. But um, like if you're on like a construction crew or something, yeah. like there's a whole lot of um, that guy that's like, hey, bud, you're getting too familiar with your mouth there. Bud. <laughs> you're, you're talking too much. And they're genuinely mad. They're yeah. very angry with you. Uh, but in their way, you have to understand it in their way. They're warning you of that. Yeah, yeah. So I've thankfully never been beat up, mm -hmm. um, but especially back before my day, guys <laughs> would throw hands. Oh, yeah. Guys would get mad and harm each other physically. Mm -hmm. And after that, it's all good. Yeah. It's 100% fine. It's barbaric. It's stupid, but it's just the, the way these things operate. There's and just something about having it out. There's This is kind of happening here. Yeah. Rico is like, hey, you know what? Because Bart's like, hey, you know what? That was my fault. I shot you down. And Rico's like, that's all I wanted to hear. Yeah, he's like, like it's I'm good. All good. I'm he, all good. I've already whooped your ass. Yeah, it's done. He's um, like, I whooped your ass. Uh, by the way, you guys are really good with <laughs> nice, gears. Nice. Ge hey, you know what? Like, like these are yours. Yeah, th th man. And he starts calling Bart boss. Yeah, he's like, he's like, I want to work for you now. And Bart's like, what? And he's like, what are we doing now, boss? So Bart's <laughs> taking care of the easy part. Yeah. Now he's got to go talk to Sighton. <laughs> Um, and Sighton, of course, <laughs> jumps down his throat about shooting them down, jumping the gun, basically. Yeah, yeah. He lays into him in that teacher voice, I So Sighton, they don't have a moment where they become equals. No. Sighton reiterates no. that he is above, <laughs> um, but he wasn't born above. No. That would be that would be crazy to think that he's from. <laughs> no, no. He's, he's a simple man. Above. He, he's, he's an old country doc. <laughs> um, Just a so, simple man. They talk about the Yggdrasil <laughs> too, because this is actually the Yggdrasil too. Yeah, the the original Yggdrasil uh, was stripped for parts after it got crunched yes. by so, a mysterious red gear in the desert. This is the Yggdrasil too, and it, in another moment where everyone should have dropped their jaw and been like, <laughs> "Oh my gosh, what is that, what could that possibly mean?" It, they just sort of mention it in passing, and that yeah. is that the Yggdrasil two doesn't have the Fatima crest on it. Nope. It has the Shavat crest. Yes. Yeah, and I think the reason I think the the in-game reason why it's downplayed is a hundred percent because Bart asked Saiten. And Saiten's like, This is really interesting. I'm gonna talk about it like it isn't. Right. <laughs> because Saiten's like, I'm keeping this to me. So um <laughs> in as as a child, nothing. I don't even remember this happening. Yeah, yeah, it's nothing. it's just it's just a little background information. It does kind of like it does pop up again and become important later. But yeah, as a as a kid, I was just like, What's a crest? <laughs> I was like, I didn't. I was like, so, I was yeah. like, okay, that's cool. That's toothpaste. Yeah. Um, yeah okay. So, I, I personally prefer Colgate, my guys. But do you, you really? I don't care. Uh, so oh, long as it's gosh. minty. Um, I don't care if it's minty and it has um, like anti cavity stuff. My kid's like fruity toothpaste and I can't stand it. Oh, I that like sounds weird. I want minty toothpaste. No. To yeah. Toothpaste and mouthwash is supposed to give you a minty clean. If I want fruit, I'll eat my, my freaking cereal. <laughs> like, Ew, I don't like fruity cereal either. I like I, chocolatey, I, sugary, cinnamon. Chocolate is good. I like uh, fruity cereal in terms of like fruity pebbles. 
See, I do fruity? like Fruit Loops. Yeah, Fruit Loops are good. I do like Fruit Loops. Um, Tricks used to be good. The uh, did they change like how they tasted? Yeah, they taste. They taste. Well, I mean, they may not have. To me, I they hate taste that they different. don't. None of them have the mascots anymore. I hate that. Yeah, I know. Like, they got rid of the mascots of and um, the uh, uh, Tricks. Uh, Fun fact, this is another one of those little Mandela effect things in the world. Um, if you go out to the store right now, Bo, and buy yourself a box of tricks and pour it out, it's all circles. They're just little balls. They look like like Cocoa Puffs, only fruit color. They used to be they, shaped like fruit? Yeah, but tricks are for kids. <laughs> <laughs> We're not kids anymore. We lost the shapes, Bo. They took the shapes from us. <laughs> <laughs> that is wild. That's hilarious. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. They used to make a little shapes and all that crap because yeah. I distinctly remember the different oh, ones. I, yeah, but um, now it's they're just different colored. Orbs. I did like tricks. I doubt I'll like it now if they changed it, but I did, yeah, I did it, like tricks. It tastes. Uh, I don't know. It kind of tastes stale, even fresh. That's the only way I can think to put it. So Bart, just <laughs> sort of like you know, Bart, just sort of like the way one does. Yeah says, man, I'd like to meet the people who made this. He doesn't actually mean, probably, yeah. that, you know, like, I'm going to find these people. Yeah, I He just means, like, man, wouldn't, you know, like, when you're walking around, like, a historic site? Yeah. And you're like, man, man what it would have be. been to speak to the people who lived here. Yeah, can you imagine what it would have been like to talk to Michelangelo? How cool would that have been? And Sighton very cryptically <laughs> says, actually, they may be closer to you than you suspect. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like... I don't know if Saiten plans out his evil mustache twirling <laughs> or if he just takes the opportunities as they come. I can so never tell. Bart <laughs> follows up on this. He doesn't just let it move on. Yeah, he actually he, says, like, what are you talking what about? What are you talking about? And Saiten says, hey, you know what? I'm worried about Fan Alley. Yeah. You <laughs> know? Just, he just like shifts blame. And he's automatically perfectly, you know he's got it on deck. <laughs> if Bart's like, no, let's talk about what you're talking about. He's got it on deck to be like, oh, you don't talk about the friend you shut down? Again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you excuse me, I need to make a cellular phone call to my wife and tell her that dinner was awful even though I wasn't there to eat it. I got to make sure my child still isn't talking. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so uh, I do remember as a child thinking that actually they may be closer to you than you suspect. Kind of, you know. Mm-hmm. I started. This is when I started to think, like, what does Saiten? This was yeah. when, as a kid, because I remember going back to this game after several years. Uh-huh. When I was a kid, Saiten was like my favorite character. I thought he was so cool. He yeah, always knew yeah. everything. And it wasn't until I was an adult that I was like, wait, why, why does he does always know, know everything? Know everything? <laughs> and it's it's kind of weird because we do that with so much in life. Like, yeah. um, the biggest one I could think of, something that Xenogears is central to its addressing, is religion. Mm-hmm. And um, I do want to reiterate, I don't think Xenogears is an anti-religious game. I don't think no. Xenogears tells you, hey, drop your religion. I think Xenogears, I think what it wants you to do with religion is examine it. Yeah. I think that's Xenogears. But anyway. I, I think it just it's just offering the different viewpoints. It, precisely. Yeah. And saying that if you don't put it through these different viewpoints, do you actually believe it? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, uh, religion is like that when you're a kid. When you're a kid, you don't question religion. No, you're just told this is what it is and you do it and that's that. Now, we do have a large amount of people growing up irreligious. Yeah. Much larger than ever before. Mm-hmm. Um, several people I work with, like redneck guys, are like, I don't teach my kids about God. Mm-hmm. No old country boy would have said that. No, no. 20 years ago. So no, no, it was just standard. It's going to be very interesting to see how what secularism means in the future. Yeah. When these kids grow up. But anyway, um, it, it, you know, you don't, for me and you, we didn't, you know, that's just yeah. what it was. Yeah. I didn't like, it was always lip service for me. 
looking back on it because like Correct, my but, family was never heavily religious but like my mom was like okay let's let's pray to god you know for supper and i'd be like all right we're no. praying to god yeah you know? and, and you know it's it just it, it's something you don't question it's not until you get older yeah that you're like hmm. yeah it wasn't until like i started hitting like junior high that i actually kind of started thinking about it mm-hmm. and then you know as the years progressed i thought more and more and more about it until it just dropped off and for uh kids nowadays i think it's like uh it's various media but i remember for us it was largely music Yes, music was what introduced us to the idea. Um, yeah, I I uh, I didn't get introduced to the concept of of something outside of religion until I got introduced into like metal. I think my first instance of being like, you can be anti-Christian, like you can take a stance against Christianity. I think the first instance I ever heard it was paradoxically paradoxically <laughs> for our age group it was not Marilyn Manson yeah my parents didn't let me listen to Marilyn Manson and it was heavily implied I never asked why because I didn't care because I didn't like Manson yeah but it was heavily implied that it really wasn't his stances it was that they just didn't like him and they didn't want to hear him yeah you know they didn't they I, didn't like his music I could fully see your your dad banning Manson yes. specifically because he thought he sucked yes my dad was <laughs> And, and my dad is very cruel about music. He's one of those music ended in like 1978 yeah. guys that still clearly listens to things made after that. <laughs> but, but he'll um, still talk about the good old days of Skinner and Zeppelin. So, uh, but um, the, the first one I can distinctly remember was actually Allison Chains. Yeah. Man in the Box. The you know the yes. when he hits the long note on Jesus Christ and he uh-huh. says deny your maker and I was like what what yeah what I what ooh. do you mean deny yeah what do you I think uh, that was so. That was really the first time for think, me was uh, yeah. Alice in Chains. I think Alice in Chains, maybe it's Tool, was the first time I ever heard anything that made me think, "Oh, I can actually like talk about like talk back on this stuff." Yeah, yeah. You know and what I mean? I um, um uh, actually one of the things. Real quick, we'll get back to Zeno I promise. <laughs> but this is this, this again. This is yeah. stuff that walked us through this because this uh, the first time I heard Alice in Chains would be right around the time I'm playing Zeno Gears. Yeah. My parents didn't listen to grunge because mm-hmm. I was born in 86. Yeah. Grunge was after their time, you know? <laughs> yeah, that was... Um, that was uh, my older cousins liked grunge, uh-huh. and I, I always looked up to them, and I think that's why I love that music to this day. But um, so uh, th- that's sort of... in Like with Tool, one thing real quick about Tool. <laughs> one of the things me and my wife have bonded on is that we're both children who grew up through the 90s you know mm-hmm. our, our early childhood to adolescence was spent in the 90s who neither one of us like tool <laughs> can't stand tool it is um you I, know i will say i think you liked a tool song for literally one day and then I you were over the borrowed a tool i borrowed undertow from a friend in high school and i listened to it in my car yeah and I was like, this is the greatest thing ever. And then I listened to it the next day, and I was like, oh, oh my God, I hate this. <laughs> um, and I uh, I have a policy of going back and trying new thing, trying things over again after so many years have passed. Yeah, yeah. So when Tool hit streaming services, I actually listened to their entire library. I listened uh-huh. to it all. I have a long drive to work. It's usually an album. Yeah. Um, and I listened to every album Tool has. Can't stand them. Yeah. Can't, <laughs> absolutely can't. Anyway. But Jesus um, needs his whistle. Uh yeah, and I I, feel, <laughs> I just feel like Maynard's one of those guys that he sits down to write deep lyrics. Like yeah. he's like, I'm gonna write this. It's gonna be the deepest thing in the oh, world. Oh, this will or, be so deep. Like yeah. I think of like guys <laughs> like Chris Cornell uh, from Soundgarden. Uh-huh. Uh And I think his is poetry. Yeah, he just know? he just writes it, and it, uh, it is what it is. Clo- close to him, Chester 
from uh, Lincoln Park. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, I think he sat down, right? And he was very willing to admit when he's like, he looks back on the, he looked back on the first album mm-hmm. before his death, and, and was like, that, yeah, we were just not a mature band. Yeah, he's like, I'll admit it. I'll admit it. That was not our best work. Mm-hmm. He's like, it's weird, but he's like, same time you got to think that guy, the guy that wrote that was a kid, yeah. you know. Um. So anyway, uh, so now we're cutting back to Faye and Ellie because Sighton said Faye and Ellie. Yeah. Yeah. Um. They're. And- <laughs> they're uh they're they're we we only get to see the sky at first but they're they're having a nice little nighttime chat turns out the fish was gross by the way yes yes as we learned during this talk um uh Faye, uh he had to wretch his guts up for a little while um and uh he uh he funnily enough compares it to doc's cooking so we know one thing Sighton can't do so to uh <laughs> to, to a um to a 12, 13-year-old boy playing this game, you really feel like life's starting to move very fast. Uh-huh. And Faye talks about how he feels like all he is doing is drifting, led yes. around by circumstances. And this was really the point when I was a kid where I was like, okay, this game's talking to me about all this cool stuff about the world. Uh-huh. But now all of a sudden, this video game, this video game yeah. is talking to me about myself. And it was a yes. really cool transformative moment as a kid to be sitting there and being like, wow, like, Man, because uh, for the first time in your life, you're starting to be like, am I what my parents told me I was? Uh-huh. Am I something different? Am I, you know, like you don't know anything. You're going through puberty. Yeah. You don't even know like, and I don't think people talk about this a lot, but when you're going through puberty, you don't even know if you're straight or gay or what. Yeah, or anything. You're yeah. just, you're just, you don't know what you are. Yeah. And yeah. it's confusing as hell. Yeah, and, you haven't had the chance to form those opinions or, or ideas. And, and so that wasn't a 1998 thing. We could clearly see in the world we're living in now, the kids are going through that still. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. and they were before. They just weren't as ready to admit it. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, the, it, it was a matter of openness, not occurrence. And it, so to see this game, it really kind of choked me up playing this. I, I can remember this moment clearly uh-huh. playing. This is one of the few moments I remember playing in the game clearly. I had... um. An old, uh, you know the kind, the, the the TVs that had the VCR in them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Same the, as that I had, tiny yeah. little shit was sitting on my dresser. I'm on my bed in the middle of my bedroom mm-hmm. with that PlayStation controller in my hand, just looking at this. I think my mom's like hollering that supper's done yeah. or something, and like sounds my, about right. <laughs> my brother would have been about oh, he would have been about seven or so. So yeah. he's rambunctious running around, and I'm just sitting here looking at the screen, like oh my god, mm-hmm. like what is going on? I'm playing a video game. Yeah. Why, I'm playing a video game. Why am I having feelings? Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, I had something similar because this, when I, my first playthrough, this was one of the first times I really kind of like identified with Faye, you could say. Like, because up until now, I like, I liked Faye. Then other times I didn't like him because I was like, why are we whining? Let's kick somebody's butt in this robot. Yeah. But this was one of the big moments for me during my first playthrough and still where I was like, why do I understand what he's saying? Right. Yeah, like, I, absolutely. I get what he is saying right now. He's talking about how he's he feels like he's just being dragged along from one thing to the other. He he feels like he, all he wants is to be wanted. Like that's what that's what he thinks he's after and all of the things he does good or bad are to try and get to that goal and he doesn't feel like it's mattering. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. That's something I struggle with still. Oh, yeah, yeah. Tell That's why um, a movie I was taught about, uh, Logan. I think Logan's the best oh my God. Marvel movie made in forever because it's it's a broken old man realizing yes. no matter what I've done, mm-hmm. all of this has been meaningless. Yeah. I haven't done shit. Yeah. And I want to do shit. Yes. Lo- I, oh, my God. Even if, even if it's not me, even if it's mm-hmm. this person, 
that I just gave a boost. Yeah. Something's going to mean something from this. Logan's an incredible. It, it is. It's one of the few superhero movies that I will say is cinema. The, the, it's cinema. The thing that makes Logan so good is it's not a superhero movie. You know what I mean? Exactly. Because like I, like I like superhero movies well enough. There are some I don't like, some I do like, but I like them well enough as a genre, right? Right. But Logan is a movie. We don't have to put up with it being a comedy for some for reason. No, yeah, well, that's also probably because Fox had more to do with it than Disney. Did. Yeah. They, um, but uh, no, Logan, is it's a tour de force. I love that movie. Like, it, it's so damn depressing. But it all it. comes back to this, that yes. drifting. That dr- and I, I think it's, it's common in a lot of literature because I think that's something that... In uh, I am a nihilist. I'm a cheerful nihilist. Not mm-hmm. a. I, I I don't believe that life mm-hmm. has any meaning other than what we assign to it, and it's very difficult to come to that place where because I still don't believe I fully assigned meaning to my life. Yeah, I feel yeah. like I still need to assign a lot to that. Um, funnily enough, I'm over here a, f- a freaking fatalist. <laughs> uh, my father is extremely fatalist. Mm-hmm. Uh, my father has always been, if I die, I die. That's yeah. just what's going to happen. He really doesn't feel like he has any agency over whether or not he dies or not. Mm-hmm. And it's really scary. Um, Cause like he, he's starting to get older. So like now when he like takes off on the motorcycle, I'm kind of like, bye, bye dad. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like, like, I don't, it was, I don't know. it was, it was sad, funny when we were like 15 and he would, he, you know, like he'd take that beat up old truck he had out that had staples holding the dash in. Yeah. And it's but like, now it's like, it's like, Oh, whatever, dude. Yeah. You, you do that. Like, and, yeah, you, and then, you get what I'm saying. You know, the man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, well, especially cause he still talks smack like he used to, I bet. Oh, at the, he's worse <laughs> because he doesn't have anything else to do. He's retired. <laughs> um, but, uh, Faye says that he was drifting until mm-hmm. he met Ellie. Yeah, and this he, is where he lost me <laughs> as a twelve-year-old boy. But I understood it as a man. I understand yes. what he's saying as a man. And um, yeah, and it's. Uh, I don't think it's like a. I don't think it's like a cheesy like baby. No, nothing, nothing till I met you. And I don't even think that he's referring to Ellie as um. I don't think he mean. I don't think he's mean as a lover. I think he really means that like you came along at a time yeah. in my life where things just well, sort of fell together. I definitely knowing. Agree. I definitely agree because at this point in the game, we have been given zero indication that there are romantic feelings between these two. There's a weird bond that they have an very one, weird bond. Yes, um, and they have very similar like emotional states and reactions to things, but we're not given any indication that they got the hots for each other. So I totally agree. I think this is a moment where Faye recognizes that meeting Ellie was a defining moment of his life. And Correct. the choice he made Correct. there created a path. And he's never had something to do yes, that. Yes, I think yeah. that's what I think that's what he's saying. And um Ellie, it says really some of my favorite dialogue in the game. Yes. Uh, I'm not gonna try and butcher it, but but basically she tells Faye, like, it's okay not to feel whole. Yeah. Like it's okay to not have it all figured out mm-hmm. because that's something that as an adult um, and on me personally, it's so cheesy to say, but it is true it, as a father. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's something you just have to admit, like, because and I try to keep an open dialogue with my kids, like, because mm-hmm. our parents didn't yeah. about this in particular. And I try to tell my kids, like, I don't have it all figured out. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't like uh, my son's 12 now. My son's becoming extreme. He's the age I was when I played Xenogear. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, these He's conversations at that time, these conversations mean a lot more now because sometimes mm-hmm. I have to say, like, son, like, because my parents never had the, like, I'm not infallible talk with me. Yeah. Like, they kind of had the opposite. 
Mm-hmm. And I lo- I'm not bad mouthing my parents. I love them. No. But, but their style of parenting relied heavily on me trusting them implicitly, and they yes. felt they couldn't. It was the it was the older style. They of felt that, and, and I don't necessarily. I I think there are bad side effects from that that they didn't foresee. Yeah. But I don't think there was anything malicious in that. No, no, uh, definitely style. not. Definitely um, not. But for me, it, it's a. He's at the like, but now with my daughter, she's like five. I still need her to trust me implicitly. I still need to be like believe every word. There's there's several times where I tell her I was like I like I know what I'm talking about, and I'm like what the fuck am I talking about? But um, you have to say it with such confidence. Yes, yes. Um, but so uh, so for Ellie to give this speech on how it's okay to not feel whole and, and stuff, it, it, it's a very poignant part of the game. Yeah, and uh, it was starting to lose me when I was a kid because mm-hmm. it was a little deep. Yeah, yeah. Um, the drifting made a lot of weird sense to me but this was starting to lose me like how could you not feel what do you mean you don't feel whole yeah dumbass yeah like, <laughs> what the hell does that even mean <laughs> that check even yourself mean? <laughs> <laughs> are all your bits there then you're like, whole <laughs> like is this like the phantom pain like when snakes <laughs> look in his arm um but yeah no yeah it, it, it's it grounded me as an adult it really yes. did um yeah and then Ellie admits to Faye the thing Faye's wanted to hear the whole time she's like look I'm not gonna go back to the military mm-hmm. I'm gonna now for all we know, there you don't just walk out of Gabler. Yeah, you no. know. For all we know, but, but she says it with such confidence yes. that she'll be able to do it. She's like, "I'm just gonna go find a quiet life at home." Mm-hmm. Um, and she and I think it's really important that in 1998 they had a video game where a a woman is telling a man like a uh, school bus is picking up kids. Ah. There was a brake pressure let out outside. <laughs> um, it scared me. The uh, it always makes me think of like a semi. Yeah. The um, and I'm like, <laughs> why is that right in front of my house? Like, <laughs> I like I wasn't paying attention. Obviously, I thought it was like glass shattering. I was like, what the fuck? Stone Cold's coming. Larson, <laughs> <laughs> you say one more word about Zeno Gears. I'm gonna come up there and whoop your ass. Jungian psychology. What? <laughs> Just, Nietzschean philosophy. <laughs> what? It's all I need is to have him come in here and stun me. Like, <laughs> um, round my day out. But it, it, I think it's really cool in 1998 they had this where she's like, look, like it's okay to want to be comforted. Yeah. And yeah. for the man to take that advice. Yeah. For yeah. the man to be like, you know what? It's all right. Like, because make no mistake about it. One thing that I never realized as a child and I do as an adult and I'm glad that I saw this as uh-huh. a child was the power dynamic between these two. Yeah. Ellie's the mature one. Yeah. As we discussed earlier, Ellie, she doesn't have it all figured out, uh-huh. but she's better at presenting herself as she does. Yeah. And she takes control of situations better than Faye. Yeah, and she kind of keeps herself under control a little bit better than he does. And I, I think it's extremely important that she's not just some, you know, like, yeah. oh my, you know, the woman isn't the one running around saying we're going to die. Yeah, yeah. The man is the one that's like, I just don't really know myself, man. And, you know, and, and again, we don't have voice acting. So for all we know, this could be Ellie just like, oh, oh, they're yeah, there. They're there. Know, but I doubt it. No, um, no, definitely not. Um, the, uh... And she turns out she has emergency rations, um, which yeah. I guess could have been mentioned earlier. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, she uh, she's been hanging out with Saiten for too well, long. What's even better about this is she mentions the damn emergency rations as a flashback to their conversation beforehand, because <laughs> she's like she's talking about the idea of, of how it's okay to want to be comforted, and um, she's like, "You didn't want to eat those rations earlier, did you? You thought they were gross, didn't you?" And and Faye's like. Uh, and then we get a quick cut scene of him like puking out the fish and Ellie's like, well, here, you can have these. Uh-huh. And Faye's like, oh, cool. And then he's like, oh, God, this is like 
why is it dry and crumbly? And she's like, you don't like it, do you? And he's like, no, no, it's great. It's great. And like horks it down. Yeah. And um, Illy, you almost think she's going to be calling him out, but she's actually, she's like, look, I should have kept those because that would keep me alive. Like that's what I should have done there. But it made me happy and co it comforted me to watch you eat it for me. So it, it comes back to the, there's no such thing as a good deed, a paradox. Yeah. Because, or uh, there, there's no such thing as a, no, never mind. There are good deeds. It, no such thing as a selfless deed. Yes. Because yeah. when you act selflessly, you're still getting something yes. out of it, making you. So, And this is a clear example because Ellie didn't give the rations to Faye because she solely, she did want him to eat it to be okay. Yes. But it also yes. it made her feel good to do something for him, and yeah. that's one hundred percent fine. Yeah, there's nothing that's wrong. fine because you're still doing the right thing. Um, yeah, and and Ellie actually goes on to say that she says it's okay to be selfish like that at first, and then uh, that deja vu strikes. Yeah, she has that same deja vu feeling that like El or that uh, Faze had in the past um, about like like back in the forest when he is like, "Don't touch my Ellie." And then he's like, why the fuck did I say that? <laughs> so Faye and Ellie get rescued by the Thames. The Thames is a big junker uh, carrier out in the middle of the ocean. And Aaron's first bullet point on this is just absolutely <laughs> on point. Anyone, on point. If you're following along with this and you've played Xenogears before, you're going to laugh. This is just fantastic. The first bullet point for this section of our podcast is it, it's describing the, the, the people on the Thames. And it's everyone is drunk or a child. <laughs> it is literally the town we grew up in. Yeah, really um, no drunk children. but uh, like, No drunk children, but everyone that is not a child there, is indeed there's e drunk. There's even a child. I didn't mention this because it's not worth mentioning, really. But there's actually a child you meet in the beer hall later. And he's like, don't worry, I'm not drinking. And that's literally all he says. <laughs> so um, <laughs> there's some platforming fun in the supply dock if you want goodies. Yeah, you get um, some, like, you can get, like, you some hard to play get that chests. wretched card oh my game. God. That it's, is absolutely terrible. Because the, the, the harder to beat characters freaking cheat they're using speed hacks yes um there's there's all sorts of good you could you could really explore this area <laughs> which i which i also made a good bullet point on get to play speed card game fuck queenie <laughs> <laughs> um there's a drunk guy in the uh, screw elevator begging you not because the elevator is a it, it's on a uh, screw to where yeah. it goes up and down by going up the uh it literally the threads. Like, yeah it threads um, up or down so it spins when it does it so there's a drunk guy on the elevator that begs you not to use it because he's going <laughs> to throw up and then if you use it he screams he just starts screaming and begging for mercy basically <laughs> um so um which by the way if you're if, if, if you're already that sick and you're not even at the hangover stage, this is still the you drinking stage. Like, buddy. you got to slow it down. Buddy. I know you're a sailor, like, but damn, my guy. Yeah. No, because um, the last time I went to a bar, last time we went out uh, with friends, uh, we had a babysitter and we went out with friends. Um, I went to the uh, bathroom of a bar, mm -hmm. and I'm actually letting myself have a good time. I usually hate those kind of situations, but yeah. I'm letting myself have a good time. And uh, I walk into the bathroom. My feet go up level with my oh, head. Fuck. I fall down, <laughs> and it's not urine. It's someone else's puke. <laughs> so that's the whole night. Um, I go home. Oh, it's over. The night is over. The night is over. <laughs> and the whole time, all I'm thinking of is, like, you puke in the alley. You puke on the <laughs> sidewalk. Could you not at least make it to the sink, you, my guy? Like, you don't puke in the bathroom. Like, I just, I don't understand. Not on the floor. Like, come on. I don't care how drunk I am. If I feel like I'm going to puke and I'm in public, my first idea is not here. Yes. Like, that's my first. And, like, well, you it, should at very least make it to the toilet. If you can't run with the big dog, stay out of the bar, I buddy. Like, I just, I, anyway. Um, yeah, I, uh. So, 
you meet the captain of the Thames, and this is Arguably not a man. the best character ever. This is not a man, a walrus man, yes. that's going to puke in the bar, but no. this guy This man here. This guy pukes in the Uber on the way home and tells you he's <laughs> not paying for it or cleaning it up. Um, no, no, no. He no is, I think he would. I think he would. This because you, you oh, forget, that's right. You forget he's a man he of principle. Is a man <laughs> of the sea. So he lives by a code. If if Xenogears <laughs> was as popular as the games that Tetsuya Takahashi made afterwards, this mm-hmm. would have been one of the biggest memes on the internet. Man oh, of the sea, easily. Yes. So what it is is. Um, and it's one of the things that just burns your mind as a kid. Yeah. It's one of the things you just smile seen as an adult. Uh, it, it's this burst of just pure levity. It's this like, walrus man dressed as an old, like, naval admiral. Yeah. And he's got a <laughs> pipe. Yep. And he says that he's a man of the sea. And when he says it, each word in that sentence, he strikes a different pose. Yeah. And he, you he, even get the, like, yeah, <laughs> he follows the camera around. Yeah, the camera. Yeah. There's even a child on the upper deck that tries to do it and forgets where the camera is. And he screws it up and he's like, um, oh, man. <laughs> but anyway, the captain is very helpful and he's very kind because he's a man of the sea. Mm-hmm. This frustrates his sonar guy to yes. no end. Yeah, his, his first, first mate. mate is not about it because his first mate is like we. One of the dolphin guys. Yeah. Just like Hans on the Yggdrasil. Yeah, this guy's name is Franz. Franz. I forgot to mention that. Yes. Yeah, Hans so. and Franz. <laughs> no relation, as far as we're told. No, they never meet each other. Um, Although uh, we do get this thing where Faye is just like he's like I, I feel like I yeah, met this yeah. guy. He says your gear's got salt water in them. Yeah, and apparently a little bit of brine is enough to just. <laughs> I mean, those are delicate equipment. That's delicate equipment, though. That that there is a fine-tuned machine. You can't be having no salt in your control panel. So um, I don't know why they wouldn't be. Blo- I mean, what happens if you bleed in it though? Like you would think they make at least something waterproof. Speaking of uh, <laughs> saltwater damaging gears, there's some gears traveling through saltwater right now. Yeah, um, <laughs> and they're coming up on the Yggdrasil too, which we forgot to mention is a submarine. Yes, yeah, we forgot one, to mention that. Yeah, uh, not so much sand crawler now, more subby boy. And um, Dominia and another element. I like how you say another element because. Let, let's face it, like if you're a Xenogear super fan and you're you like know. flipping through your copy of Perfect Works, you're like, just say your name. Yeah. Buddy, nobody gives a shit about anybody but Dominia. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. and this one here, like, she's like one of the extra weird. Uh, well, I don't know. She's the one with her eyes closed constantly, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'll, just, um, I'll just say, though, the, the other, uh, the one, the, the bunny girl element, I cared about her on disc too, let me tell you. I could, I could <laughs> grab my copy of uh, Perfect Works that I. <laughs> have um <laughs> and i can tell you who it is but i just i don't care it's I not dominia s- i cares? say her name in a few minutes because like I, I specifically said another element because when i wrote this we, we were not supposed to know her name because okay. she's never addressed by name i thought it was because no one cared oh, um, well i mean i don't care because she's like quiet and lets an idiot like dominia boss her around but so I think I anyway she's acting the, their conversation reveals that dominia is acting against orders Yes. Yeah, they're supposed um, to be uh, searching around on the ocean, not attacking Barton crew. Um, but she's really trying to impress Ramses. Yeah. These girls love Ramses. I'm not going to mention I this know. crude thing you put in your <laughs> note. But it's funny. Um, it is funny. <laughs> um, but you know what? Donate to the Patreon, and we'll uh, we'll put it on Patreon. <laughs> There's your Patreon content. There's your Patreon metal. incentive. You can see how insensitive Aaron is. <laughs> um, the, uh, in case that doesn't bleed through in a future podcast. <laughs> um, so Ellie is surprised that Faye can eat so much. Yeah. And the captain says men have courage and appetites with a capital a when he says it too so um (laughs) this is the captain telling us why goku eats so much and all these other characters because they're men um (laughs) 
they feel the shockwaves from Bart's battle. And yeah. this is where, like, I love this because Faye and Ellie just had this great conversation <laughs> where they're like, they're you know so what? Bonding. You know what, Ellie? I'm going to open up to you. I'm mm-hmm. letting my walls down as a man and everything. And Ellie's like, what was that? And Faye's like, oh, I was nothing stupid. Yeah. Like, he, he is literally <laughs> like, he's like, I didn't feel anything. Why aren't you eating? So it completely <laughs> dismisses her. Like, so it's kind of like when he's out <laughs> with the girl alone, he's like, baby, everything means the world to me. And then when he's with the boys, he's like, gaslight and shit. Shut up, huh, boys? <laughs> <laughs> and it's so good. Hand me another beer. It's so good that, like, there's, okay, so one thing I did not notice this as a kid. I didn't notice this on the 20 other playthroughs I've done. I've only noticed it on this playthrough so far. Ellie has some of the most underrated commentary in this game. Because, like, in this moment, she's like, what is that? And Faye's like, it's nothing. Why aren't you eating? And then it happens again. She's like, no, no, no. I felt that. What was that? Like, and I, you can sense her tone. Yeah, and, yeah. Like, like earlier when they're in the Goliath and they're getting ready to shot down, you get ready to shot down. Jesus, there's English for you. English. Bro, when they're getting ready to shot down, right? <laughs> um, when they're getting shot down uh, and everyone's starting to panic, it's so funny because like Illy is just in the background basically, and she's like, "Are we okay? Are we okay?" And she and like everyone's like, "Oh, we're head, we're going down. Hey, uh, get ready to go. Get ready to evacuate the gear." And she's like, "Are we okay, guys?" And it's I don't know why it's so. Like well, it's it's adorable. hilarious to me because there's so many times in my marriage where I just haven't wanted to deal with something. Uh huh. I just want I want to just hold it off till later. And Ashley is freaking out about it, understandably, <laughs> because again, women have a lot more sense than men. She's like, the sooner we take care of this, the better. But I don't want to deal with it. Mm-hmm. So I'm not I'm not calling her a liar, <laughs> but I'm trying to be like, it's not that bad. And this is a, I'm painting myself as a horrible person here. <laughs> It's not. It's not anything major. It's like, um, you know, the, uh, you know, the classic trash bag. Um, sinks, uh, sink, faucets leaking. Yeah, I'll get to it. And I am. I'm not gonna let I'll it get, get bad because I pay for that fucking water bill. I'm not gonna let it get that yeah. bad. But right now, I'm it's dripping in the like, sink. It's fine. Like, <laughs> it's not dripping on the floor. Like, I'll do so, it. Like, um, I just got home. Give me a second. I, I guess what we're saying is, um, if there is a reasonable <laughs> voice in your life listen to it for yes. god's sake it was what we're saying and more um, often than not in, in Faye's life so far it's been ellie because <laughs> as as we have learned uh what the reasonable life he thought he had Sighton, is not reasonable <laughs> <laughs> um so anyway they notice that it's bart getting attacked yeah so they rush off to help immediately mm-hmm. um they uh they in the minute they get there dominia is like you're a traitor and uh, oh, I forgot that she's gone to the other side for a man. Like, yeah. like sister, you are hitting below the line. Like, yeah, yeah she's, she's she's bringing that into. Yeah, it. she's like, oh, I'm not surprised that you would, you know, or that you would go to the other side for a man. And um, it's funny because like Dominia at first is like having nothing but insults towards Ellie, yes. and Ellie's like literally like, why why are you doing this? Like Ellie's like weirdly calm talking to her. We and we're very we. We already know from past encounter that these two had or some sort of relationship, mm-hmm. and um, so it, Dominia, it, it's it's very it's very weird now because Dominia seems to we discussed this a little bit before the podcast. Yeah, yeah. And when I was a kid, I just thought Dominia was being a bitch. Yeah. Um, as an adult, uh, it, it's very clear that Dominia has extremely internalized inferiority. Yes, like hardcore. Like hardcore. And now she feels that she has proof mm-hmm. of someone else's inferiority. Yeah. And she's got, and she can elevate herself with this. And it's not necessarily that she's strategically doing that. It's just it feels so 
good. Yeah. And it's a way it, for her to, to not feel bad because right. like, she's got to talk big and bad about Solarians being awesome mm-hmm. and the Abel leading the lambs, but she's a lamb. But and, now she's seen the Solarian following yeah. this lamb man. Yeah. And turning it. She's a full blooded Solarian and she's doing this. Mm-hmm. Look, I must be better. Yeah. Than that. Th- that this proves why Ramses. I me. know. And Ramses is right. It's about ability. Mm-hmm. Ability to kiss ass better. <laughs> um, so, um, but the uh, it might, might, one of my favorite lines in the whole game um, is uh, Ellie says that if the Gebler are wise, then she'd rather be a fool. Yeah. You know, the um, that's her. That, that was her uh, two weeks notice right there. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck a two weeks notice. Y'all should have noticed two weeks ago. I was gonna quit. Were you the one that posted that? Probably. It was. So it was um, for Berserk fans, which I'm a huge Berserk fan. It's um, no, I posted in the discord. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah it was a guts. One. After he beat Griffith and he's walking away and it said, fuck a two weeks notice. Y'all should have noticed two, two weeks, weeks ago I was going to quit. quit. <laughs> and it's Griffith just sitting there watching his life fall apart. Um, uh, trauma. So, um, <laughs> everyone, uh, but, uh, so yeah. And, th- but then, uh, Dominia kidnaps Ellie after the battle. Yeah. Yeah. She, uh, she does like a little like sneak attack, knocks Ellie out and takes her, um, so everyone goes back to the Thames to repair the Yggdrasil too. Yeah. And uh, Bart is extremely remorseful about this. He's like, he you thinks know, it's all his fault because he prioritized all their uh, efforts on getting their weapons ready to be on his Bart missiles instead of deck charges because he never thought of a submarine battle. Right. And he wasn't, he didn't have the foresight to call them Bart depth charges. Yeah. So he wasn't <laughs> as fond of them. Um, Faye and Bart have a moment, though. Yeah. They're, you know what, like, Ellie's kidnapped. I'm worried about that. But, mm-hmm. like, it's so good to see you alive. Yeah. Because we each thought the other one was dead. This is the first chance they've actually had to talk. So they're able to actually finally connect again like that. So he's like, yeah, I wanted to leave Margie and Nissan. But everyone told me she was safer with me. Mm-hmm. So I, I conceded. And Faye apologizes for not being able to keep the promise. Yeah. And Bart's like, hey, like, you know, you had your trouble too. Like, they, they, they clear everything up. It's it's the most adult we've seen both of them ever act together. Yes. They, yeah. they clear everything up. Um, Which is really satisfying. I love this next section. Bart <laughs> meets the captain of the Thames. The first bullet point is they love each other. They're, they're, they they're, they're both men of the sea. <laughs> um, and one thing I love about uh, the captain, I didn't really notice as a kid, but as an adult, like being around drunk people, I love that the captain's always like, this is great. Yeah, this is great because that's what drunk people and he do. He says that a lot. Too. Drunk people and constantly analyze the situation they're in. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's like the Bible, and he saw that it was good. <laughs> like, <laughs> but, and what's funny is in their head they're having the most deep drunk thoughts ever. But all that ever comes out is so this is good. This, this is, is good. so good. Yeah, um, oh, this is awesome. I'm really bad <laughs> when I'm drunk and around people. Like, I, I I let them know how much I like them, and I sound like I'm really soul searching. <laughs> but it's always just like I'm glad you're here, man. I'm glad you're here. And I'm really bad about the bring it in, bring it in. Um, so uh. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, uh, Bart is trying to show off to the captain because he's like, man, this guy's cool. Yeah. I was a man of the, of the desert. Now I'm a man of the sea because of this guy. Then his cousin bride-to-be shows up and yeah. yells at him for yeah. leaving her on the ship. And Bart's like, great. Now <laughs> my, not only is my hillbilly showing, but um, <laughs> yeah, he gets so upset. He's like, he's like, dang it. I should have left you in the uh, in Nissan. You ruined it. I was trying to be cool here. <laughs> And, and the so captain loves it, though. He's like, this is young love. This is beautiful. And on accident, Margie le- Margie's <laughs> like, yeah, everything's been going downhill since you shot Faye down. Yeah, and Bart's- ever since you blew up that ship over the water. You could just see him with the like the beer uh. in his hand, like, 
Um, and this Faye is, like is the most Faye is comically heartbroken, and they literally have a moment where Bart's like, "Baby, I didn't mean to," and then he's like, "No, I don't. I'm tired so, of your excuses, Bart." It's so good because Faye, yeah, the whole time he's just like, he's like, "I can't, I, I, I can't believe this," and Bart's like, "Faye, how, how could I have known?" <laughs> and Faye's like, "No, I'm too disgusted to talk about this. They meant nothing to me, Faye." Um, it's so, so good, like. The captain is, is having a blast watching this. Because yeah. what do you like more than when you're drunk than seeing two other people get into conflict? Yeah. It's fantastic. It's I love it every ever. time. But so, he also knows how to fix it. He takes Bart to go get drunk. Yeah. <laughs> they um, Which apparently they weren't doing before, even though it was heavily applied. Yeah. Um, they weren't getting drunk enough, brother. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's so drunk and then there's drunk. Margie's like, is this really about Bart? And Faye's like, no, it's because yeah. of Ellie. And uh, Margie's like, hey, go save her. Because it's literally that simple, apparently. Yeah. Margie. What, okay, so here's... Okay, I can't remember off the top of my head right this second. How old is Margie supposed to be? I think she's canonically like 15. Okay, because she's drawn like a nine-year-old. Her yeah. face is very childlike. It's and that 90s anime style. Yeah. Where, yeah, yeah. She's, she's intentionally shown to be younger. And the only way they could do yes. that is to make her, like, super young. And looking. her personality is extremely... She is, like, she is... Yeah, she has l- that little girl simple mind. Yeah. She's, she's like... Faye's like, I'm sad because Ilya was kidnapped. And Margie's advice is, why don't you save her like Bart always does me? Because I can just magic my way over to wherever <laughs> the hell she is and pull her out of it. Yeah. Thanks, Margie. <laughs> like... What are you talking? I'm gonna go have a drink with Bart. And you know the problem, <laughs> yeah. And the problem for for for, for like freaking Faye is that he probably thinks, yeah, I should be able to go do that. Now I gotta agonize over the fact that I'm a failure <laughs> again. Like Margie, he does not need this. So speaking of Ellie, <laughs> she's getting her shit rocked on yeah. uh, Rames' ship. We get to cut back to her literally getting bitch slapped. <laughs> um, Dominia tells her to cease your naive utterances. Obviously, Dominia hoping hoping someone's listening in on this and hearing yeah. how smart she is. Yeah, and, and Ellie's just like, I, I haven't said anything wrong. Um, and uh, uh, Dominia uh, is like, no, you, oh, you haven't. What about the whole like being a traitor? You know what we do to traitors around here? We kill them. And she's literally about to kill, but then Miang shows up. Yeah, of and all people, uh, Miang does a. A fucking perfect uh, full metal jacket military dressing down. Yes, like, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, because she's like, she's like, look, you you weren't in charge of that mission. Yeah, that Kelvina. wasn't the mission. Did I say yeah, uh, Calvina? That's yeah, like that. You weren't in charge of that mission. That wasn't even the mission that mm-hmm. you did. So I think you're closer to treason than Ellie. And Dominia is absent. What I like about this is um, when I was a kid, I thought she was just like scared, running away. Like uh-huh. She just got yelled at. But as an adult, you can understand this, but she's embarrassed. Yes. And she was on top of the world. Because mm-hmm. embarrassment when you're a child feels a lot different than as an adult. Yeah. Because as and a child, it's like, oh, gosh, you know, like, I just wish I could go home. But oh, as an yeah. adult, it's like it's humiliation. You feel yes. slighted. And especially in a situation like this where it's compounded with the fact that Dominia is trying to f- feed her own inferiority pro- complex. She's finally got the leg up on the, the golden child. And she's she's trying to impress Ramses by any means she can. And the person that has Ramses' ear more than anyone yes. else in the world just, just destroyed her. And is heavily implying that, like, when I give a report about you to yeah. Ramses... Who do you think he's going to be mad it's at? It's not going to be pretty. Yeah. So... And it's... And, you know, and what's funny is, like, this is a great example of how, like, 
I, I kind of got this as a kid, but not as much. I more got it as an adult. But Dominia, that embarrassment turns straight into more anger. She actually starts to make a move on Miang. Yes. And uh, Miang, though, does this weird thing. There's this odd sound, and the whole screen kind of flashes blue. Uh-huh. And Dominia just is immediately like, oh, fuck. And just, she's, like, backed off. Yep. Like, completely out of it. She's yes. like, no, she wants no more smoke. Yes. In, so Miang takes Ellie to the brig. Mm-hmm. She's being super kind to her. and then Very, like, compassionate. And then she tells Ellie how beautiful her eyes are. Yeah. And does the, uh, that weird eye thing yep. again. And so Mian goes to talk to Ramses. Yep. Finally she, giving her reports. <laughs> she gives the report. Ram, uh, Ramses is like, okay, so like I know I should be mad at Dominia. She screwed yep. up. But you mentioned Faye. You mentioned you mentioned a certain person <laughs> that I don't like. like so was it him? We're, we're changing <laughs> course. And Mian... What's funny is normally Miang's like, no, we're not supposed to do that. But this mm-hmm. time she's like, well, we got to be smart about it this time because yeah. it's on a submarine. It's a submarine. She doesn't say stop. No, she's just like, she's like completely like, oh, she's like, oh yeah, okay, but uh, you know they can, they can dive, and we are in an airship, and we, we could she, probably fix that though. What's more important than that <laughs> is she's like, I happen to have a plan in case we attack a submarine. Mm-hmm. You know, just something I've had on the yeah, shelf. She's, she's like, I got, I got this. You know, doggone, I'm glad we have a chance to use this. Yeah. Like, like I, it's, it's cool. I got this, Rams. Just leave it a little old me. And uh, Rams is like, by the way, Dominion was really mad. Yeah, he, she was like fuming. What like, did you do? What happened there? And uh, Miang's like, well, you know, just had to, you know, just had to knock her down a peg <laughs> or two. You know what? She's getting a little, she's getting a little above her upbringing, you ask me. Yeah. Like, she pulls a little bit of a sight in here, too. She's like, oh, you know, Rams, these girls work so hard for you. It, it's fine. I'm the one they have to. They should hate. I, I'll take that part of it. They, they just work so hard. So not only is Miang meeting in secret, we, we know that by now it is perfectly clear Ramses does not have a will of his own. No. He has yeah. been gaslit and uh, uh, perhaps... And directed at it, every step. Like, and Miang has used every weapon in a human being's yes. arsenal sexual manipulation yes. most likely um i would i would gas, say guarantee gaslighting um maybe even a mother a motherly thing it's possible like she like she had like Actually, i would say it's guaranteed ramses is layer. putty in her hands yeah he doesn't know it either that's what's really messed up and with that's it. she's done it so mad and the game does even as a child you could see this like yeah. she is absolutely in control of ramses yeah. ramses has no will of his own mm-hmm. um so uh, uh, anyway, Ellie just leaves. Yeah, we get a uh, we get a cutscene of her flying away in her gear. No explanation, no nothing. It's like I guess she escaped? Question mark. So Sigurd is like, "Hey, Faye, where's Bart?" Yeah, and Faye's like, "He's probably getting drunk with his new, new best friend, friend yeah, the captain." Friend. Just because um, I told him I don't like how liquor tastes, <laughs> and that's where he is. He's he's drunk and he's telling fishing stories. You yeah. know that some bitch had to be. That, that had to be a oh, record yeah. bass. That had to be a record bass, buddy. <laughs> Telling old, and, and then I told him, well, if you feel like you were froggy, son, then you go ahead and hop over here, and then I hit him so hard. Yeah, oh, yeah, they're just having a good so old then, drunk time. So then I says to the guy, uh, is that truck an electric? <laughs> <laughs> Must be a GM. <laughs> you know, they lost my money when they made that announcement. <laughs> <laughs> my daddy works the oil fields. Um, so, uh... But, uh uh, they get interrupted. Uh, Faye has time to be like, hey, you know, Sigurd was looking for mm-hmm. you. And But then they also get told, uh, guess who just showed up? It's our good old friend, Ellie. And Faye's like, oh. And they're all great. <laughs> and uh, Ellie is in the Yggdrasil engine room acting weird. And 
The, yes. The dog keeps barking at her, and she doesn't seem to mind. No, no. She uh, and and what's weird is like you know, Illy's up until this point has been shown to be a very compassionate human. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, the uh, engine uh, dude is like. He's like, I'm sorry, man. I don't know why she's barking at you like that. She's never like that. Yeah. And Ellie's just like, oh, it's just a dumb animal that doesn't know any better. Which is just an odd thing for it's Ellie to weird. say. Yeah. She's been shown to be extremely kind like, to animals. Yeah, like empath- and I think empathetic and in it's just a classic, uh, a classic strategy in literature mm-hmm. in general. Because it, it holds very true, and that is like you want to find the asshole, find the guy that's mean to the dog. Yes. You know, that that's that's class, you know, because yeah. like even people that are uncomfortable around dogs put on a they 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 attempt yeah to be like oh and you could tell like oh he's just it's not that he it's not that he's a bad person he's just weird around dogs yeah That's maybe fine. he doesn't like big dogs or something but um in yeah. fact one of the first things we see brilliantly one of the first things we see Dio do mm-hmm. in JoJo is kick the absolute shit <laughs> out of Jonathan's dog uh-huh. his best friend Danny um and it's one of the things where like it it's just a, it's it's such a cheap but brilliantly effective yes. way of being like this guy's bad dislike him that and like especially in stories like that it's a perfect way of guaranteeing everyone's gonna hate this dude and you're gonna want that dude to go down right exactly yeah, which really wonderful. Um, it, 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 it must be because we've had 50,000 years of those dudes being our best friends and keeping us alive it's a very <laughs> it, dogs are just extremely easy creatures to uh, they're extremely easy creatures to sympathize with which yeah. is exactly why in this scene they have a dog barking at her yeah. rather than a cat the dog at no, her. yeah the dog knows something's up a lot less people are going to care if she's like I well, hate cats yeah, that, <laughs> is, and it, that and the cats being weird it's just a freaking cat that's what cats do my cats 11 years with these two little bitches they do that shit to me yeah the cats are cats are odd um, <laughs> so anyway um, she's like, hey, the uh, first mate wants to talk to you. No, he doesn't. It's a lie. Yeah, but the, it's a bold lie because we know Sigurd, all he wants to do is talk to Bart. So anyway, the engine guy's like, oh, Sigurd wants to talk? Okay, I guess I'll, uh, I'll, I guess mo- I'll take your word I'll, on it. Yeah, a uh, person I've met two times. Great. <laughs> and so she makes the engine overload. Yeah, instantly sends it into like nuclear meltdown, basically. So Faye, Bart, and Sighton get there. Mm-hmm. And uh, as a kid, you could tell she's hypnotized because her character portrait's even different. Uh, Slightly, isn't it? A little bit. Her eyes, her eyes feel different. Yeah. Look different. Um, a lot of it's conveyed in her motion because, like, she uh, she'll like take a couple steps and be shaking her head, like she's trying yeah. to clear out cobwebs. Yeah. And then um, she'll keep doing whatever she's doing. So um, they get there, and she screams and passes out, as yes. you don't say. Yeah. She. It's almost like um, she turns it to Faye, and she's like Faye. And then she she screams and passes out. It's almost like like whatever it took for her to acknowledge him so- was. It. So, Sighton, uh, being incredibly Sighton, is like, you know, I thought she was acting weird in Med Bay, so I followed her down yeah. here, but doggone it, I was just too slow. This whole time I suspected something was amiss, but unfortunately <laughs> I was too slow in my attempt to catch up with her. So, um, <laughs> Bart gets mad at Sighton. Yeah, he's like, my ship's almost blowing up. Yeah, Thank he's you. like, Thank he's like, wow, sucking. you were too slow. And Saiten doesn't react to this. No, he lets it at slide all. And it's very Saiten is very because we notice Saiten chastises people a lot, but he's very uh-huh. calculated in when he does it. Yes, it, it's very like it, it's you know like oh, this elicited an angry response from you, Bart. Good. <laughs> like, I'm going to, I am going to allow this to continue. They, um, yes, this is perfect for the climate I wish to study. Yes, and he's like, I thought I could trust Ellie, and Satan is like, no, she was hypnotized. 
Yeah. And as a kid, I was just like, oh, wow, cool. Sight and Because again, I thought Sight was a cool guy. Yeah, like, you just accept knows. it as a kid. You're like, oh, wow, she was hitting it. But as an adult, it's like, that's the biggest red flag we've got. I know I keep saying this is the biggest yeah. red flag we've got about Sight, but it is progressively <laughs> yes. larger and larger red. This is the flag that was set over the Bastille. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Because, okay, cause, so let, let's paint the scene here, okay? You mm. walk up and someone is laying on the ground unconscious. You kneel down and you check their pulse. Yep. Hypnotism. <laughs> How does that make sense? Like I said before the uh, <laughs> podcast, like, yep, this is textbook hypnotism, yep, guys. Right this here. is Whoever did this, good job. So as an adult, this is like, <laughs> I couldn't believe I didn't even catch it as a kid because it's just mm-hmm. so obvious. And uh, no one's questioning how he knows that. Yeah, no, And he's just... like, uh, we couldn't have stopped her without breaking her brain. So obviously, not only does he know this is hypnotism, mm-hmm. but he knows how hypnotism works. works. Yes. He's, ve- he's in, t- and he's like, you know what? She's got mental scars from this. Yeah, well he, well, he says he says uh, he says that she doesn't. Oh, doesn't? Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right, that's yeah. right. I have a typo it, it, there. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. But he's it, like, thankfully she doesn't have any mental scars. Yeah, thankfully she's going to be just fine. So, it, this sounds suspicious. Yeah, like it sounds like he's covering for he, her. Yeah, and how does he know? Like, like it sounds like it sounds like the insanity. It sounds like a lawyer pleading yes. insanity cases. <laughs> you know, like well, he's obviously crazy. I mean, look in his eyes, judge. The, um, <laughs> I'll do it again. So anyway, uh, Dominia attacks in her gear. Perfect timing. Yeah. Um, Ellie's like, please, I have to fight. And Bart is Bart flat out hates Ellie at this moment. Yeah, he's livid. He is not having. It. He's like, no, you need to sit your ass here and, and think about what you did. It's. I remember as a kid, I was like, Saiten just told you. Yeah. She was hypnotized. What's what, your problem? What's up here? Like, <laughs> but it wasn't until uh, adulthood that I realized, like, Bart almost lost his ship. Everyone that trusts him, to Every, command him. everything. Yes, he he, like and like and and the best and the only thing he's been given is uh, she was clearly hypnotized. Yeah, yeah, uh, and like up until now, every game we've ever played, like this is one thing that Zelda Gears was really big for us is that up until now, any other game, like okay, you have your traitor happen, right, mm -hmm. and then other characters like oh they had they had a spell cast on them, that's why they did it, and the party's like okay, and you just move on with the story immediately. This is a genuine response. It doesn't yes. matter that she was hypnotized. Bart is struggling to come down from the emotional high because first off, of what just happened. First off, first off, that even if that were true, it's not necessarily a great excuse. Yeah. Second, it, you haven't given me any proof no. that she was hypnotized. For, yeah, and and even then, let's assume Bart believes in one hundred percent. We have all been angry. Yeah. And it doesn't matter how much sense something makes when you're in the middle of being mad mm-hmm. it you can't rationalize it you've you know? got to just walk away and let him go but yeah. they can't right now because they gotta go do a fight yeah and um Satan is like no ellie has to fight yeah because ellie she wants in bad and, and so this is one of the few times in the game where Satan is like no this is the way it's going to be and someone's like no i can't just accept that it's Satan's like oh i'm i'm i'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Did i didn't I, realize i had a stutter did, did i give you the impression that i cared <laughs> <laughs> like, and so basically he's like and so he's like no look if she acts out I'll take care of it and yeah. Bart's like how will you take care of it I was like oh well she's not faster than me and Bart's like yeah that makes sense wait what <laughs> like, yeah, yeah so he's just like he's like Ellie if you screw this up I'll shoot you is that okay with you Bart is that okay with you can we defend the ship now you children <laughs> and so Bart agrees to this uh, Dominion's a super easy fight yeah because um, she's in her we're going to see this gear a couple times. Uh, Dominia has a very... D- d- I just, in this moment, thought of this. Dominia has entered Team Rocket. 
<laughs> from this point on, we're going to see this bitch a lot. Uh-huh. And it is never going to be a big deal. Right. <laughs> um, so... Although it is a big deal to her, and it's very interesting watching her collapse under it. But. Yes, and I think that's a, that's a purposeful design yes. in the game for that. Uh, Ramses and Miang pop up from under the water. Yeah, and they're, they're in like, this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Ramses is using the same uh, little sub gear that Dominia used earlier. So uh, Ramses is immediately like, "Where is your other gear?" And Faye is like, "He's like, bro, what are you talking about?" <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Like, you, every time you come around, you mention all this crap. I like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know, Ramses. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's so good too, because Faye's literally like, "What the hell are you talking yeah, about?" It, it, and Ramses is like, hmm, "No matter." He's done with it. And Ramses is like not <laughs> listening to it because he's like, "This is my big showdown with my rival. Yeah, I'm going to ignore that he doesn't know what's going on because I need him to understand yeah. what's going on." He, so he, he knows. He's just lying. He's like, don't you lie about this, Faye or whoever you are. <laughs> so You're my arch rival. You know this. And he's like, I have to beat you, or there's never any light for me. And Faye's like, you know, you know what? Fine. Yeah, like, Faye's like, fine. I don't. You know, you are talking some weird. Like, can we just not? So you beat the crap out of Ramses. He yeah. he very he. You know, he's like, you know what? I don't accept this. And he cracks Welltoll's cockpit open to yes. drown Faye. Yeah, and successfully drowns him from all we're given. Ellie absolutely goes bonkers. And this um, is a Krillin and uh, Goku Frieza saga. Yes. Yes. Uh, she she unlocks the A rods and pretty much messes Ramses up so bad he has to leave. And yeah. What's important here is I had actually forgotten about this, and mm-hmm. Aaron pointed out before we recorded the podcast when we were going over the notes. Um. The, she's not supposed to be able to do that unless she's on drive. Yeah, the only that was the whole point to her taking drive was to yeah. unlock that ability. Yeah, and now she's doing it just fine, just because out of sheer will. Out of sheer yeah, will, because her emotional uh, state up until this point, um, Ellie's. And one thing that we haven't talked about this because this isn't the point of the podcast, but Ellie, we we're told repeatedly she has insane ether power, right? Yes, but every time you use her abilities in combat. Her ether abilities have a percentage chance to work. Yes. And if they don't, she does like no damage. And she's actually kind of garbage as a character in a way in the mm-hmm. fights because her output is random and it, and she'll let you down in the most critical of moments. Yes. And they carried that story element over. Like the only time that's she's another... accessed her real power is because of drive. So that's a major thing I didn't notice as a child, but I did notice as an adult. Mm-hmm. And that is that like we just talked about with uh, Dominia earlier, Dominia is yeah. never going to be a challenge again. No. And I think there's one more fight where she's kind of that tough, lines up like, with the story mm-hmm. of her falling apart. Yes, and so with this with Ellie, it, it's it's neat that game mechanics are mirroring yeah. what's going on in the story in this game because that's not something that was very common in JRPG. It's not common in JRPGs now. No, even. no. Most of the time, like the characters will talk like it was an easy thing. Yes, but the fight is still challenging for you, the player. Like they want you, the player, to have a what they talk, what they discuss, and what they're doing are two totally separate yes. things. And in Xenogears, it's not. Yes, Xenogears explains everything from the save points uh-huh. to the. Uh, we're going to get a, a great, a, a great example, a great explanation of ether ability later. Yeah, it's the yeah. best explanation of magic in any JRPG, RPG, whatever. Yeah. Um, there's a lot. This game it remembers that it's a game while having an incredible story, and it wraps it all together in a way that Tetsuya Takahashi, as a director of his age, mm-hmm. when he made Xenogears, it's absolutely incredible yes. and it, it's just unfortunate that um the climate at square soft was the way it was when he did this yeah it's very unfortunate and uh one thing i think is interesting is like when you when tasuya takahashi is very bitter towards square soft 
Um, I don't know if he. I don't yeah. know him, but um, he, he uh, especially close to the time, he was very bitter about it all. And like here in Nobusaki, here in Nobusakaguchi, when he talks about it, uh-huh. he's like, when we let the reins off this kid, he just absolutely tore it up. Yeah, yeah. Like he was just so impressed with everything he did, and that's what. I, I really want to believe that Sakaguchi's hands were tied with disc two. Yeah. I really want to believe that it was like I'm, I'm sure they were. I mean it was it was either it was tied because of budget limitations and or Sakaguchi something. is extremely critical of Squaresoft at that time because he's like, we had all these great ideas that we couldn't do because of business. He's like yeah. business was like it, it all like he's he's very much an artist. Yeah. You could see it in the games he continues to produce. Mm-hmm. Hey, he's very much an artist. That's one of the things I love about him. Um in fact uh they just recently announced like a twelve. Uh, it's like a twelve thousand dollars statue for uh, Final Fantasy VI. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, Terra on the uh, Magitek armor. Oh, oh, that's cool. It's cool, but it's twelve thousand dollars. And Christ. like, they, uh, apparently Sakaguchi was asked about this, and he was like, "Is everything okay over there at Square Enix? <laughs> Why are they selling twelve grand statues?" He's like, "Are they going to be all right?" <laughs> and it's funny because Square Enix to hear them tell the story. No, they're not. Yeah. They keep they keep whining about making losses on these games, mm-hmm. and it's like, well maybe it's because you didn't advertise Gu- no one knew Guardians of the Galaxy was coming out yeah like I didn't know it was coming apparently it's a great game yeah I've, I've, I don't know I still haven't heard anything about it yeah but um, the uh, it's on Game Pass bro yeah um, but anyway uh, <laughs> I haven't played it either I yeah. don't want to anyway I got other things more important phase on life support yeah and the Thames Doctor and th- this is this is important because the Thames Doctor is like I have no idea why it's this bad like i i understand he drowned yeah but he but shouldn't, it shouldn't be, be like support. this yeah it should and this isn't like a oh he's the tames doctor he doesn't yeah, know no. it's not a it's not a comedic thing it's a very very yeah. serious moment this whole moment from the the atmosphere of the music everything the even the dialogue the, the words they chose to to use in it it is very somber because as far as anyone knows as far as we know as far as ellie knows Faye is dying and um as a child i remember thinking there is a possibility that the main character of this game could die i mean Aerith died yeah and it definitely felt it and uh and this wasn't even as abrupt as what happened with era as an adult i recognized going through it that the game was kind of giving you the message of uh hey like the adventure is coming to a close there's a Uh lot more game left yeah We've got a lot of game to cover, but this whole fun buddies on a quest thing. Yeah, it's we're gonna start winding down on that. Yeah, yeah. Now, and, now it's gonna. It's not so much gonna be the an adventure, a, a, a happy-go-lucky adventure anymore. This is gonna be some serious stuff. So the only hope that Faye has in all the world is the Ethos Headquarters Hospital. Yeah, but, but they're probably not gonna let you in without an invitation. Yeah, because only the Ethos are the Ethos are allowed in there. Yeah, and so they're like, man, like, uh, be great if we knew some etones, mm-hmm. which are the priests, the uh, warrior priests of mm-hmm. uh, the Ethos Order. And then someone's like, hey guys, you won't believe it, I saw some etones up on yeah. the upper deck. Yeah, they, they, yeah, it's they, crazy. They're just like, oh yeah, actually, uh, now I think about it, I think some of those guys are supposed to be doing an inspection here soon. Because the Thames, we didn't cover this, but the captain, men- we didn't cover this, but the captain mentioned several times that their biggest contract, the thing that keeps the Thames running. Mm-hmm. Is jobs for Ethos? Yep, hunting things out for off the sea. They're currently yeah. on a huge job, mm-hmm. the biggest one they've ever had for the. Now this is important. Yep, it's the biggest one they've ever had for the Ethos. Mm-hmm. But it's different somehow. Something's different. They're We're not, not told what, but something. They're they're a lot more secretive than they even normally are yeah. about this job. So that yeah. I'm glad that got brought up because that's something they're very important. And um, so anyway, they're like, you know what? 
maybe we could appeal to the easy tone. These e-tones are priests. Mm-hmm. Maybe we could appeal to their better nature, yep. helping their fellow man and get Faye in there and get them to an ethos hospital. And I believe that's all we have time for today. Yes, unfortunately, so, yes. So, guys, as you can see, we're starting to get into... Um, we're, we normally kind of blitz through this... Uh, through this uh, narrative and uh-huh. then when something that fits to the theme of the podcast mm-hmm. strikes us we, we mentioned that um, as you can see that's happening a lot more yes uh, the, we're getting into the we're getting into the story meat of this game yeah yeah things are starting to make a lot more sense um, these that. mysteries are what I like about Xenogears is it doesn't start explaining the mysteries it starts pushing them in your face harder still yes. as mysteries yes like for instance like um who it one one I think they're just beautifully doing is who the hell is Miang? Yeah, who the hell is this person? Why is she? Why does she have the most powerful man in the Gebler mm-hmm. military in her pocket? Yeah, why and why? Why does, she, does no one see it? And why does she know Gareth? Like, how does she why, know him? Why? What are they? And another thing is they're clearly working together, but what are they doing? Yeah, what are you know we we don't we have no idea. Mm-hmm. So that's um. That's extremely interesting. Uh, we're starting. Faye and Ellie are developing probably the most realistic video game relationship I've ever seen. Yes, to this day, I would I would I would um, totally agree with that. And yeah. uh, we're starting to get more hints at to what primeval thing within them mm-hmm. is attracted to each other. And I don't mean attracted as in like sexually. I mean yeah. attracted like what's drawing what's the linking story them together. together. Yeah. There's something linking them together. So we're really getting into the... Uh, and I, I'm really glad we're focusing on this actually now. Yeah. I'm glad we're making this our focus. I think we were doing a great job and I, I think we did a great episode today. Mm-hmm. If you guys oh, yeah. agree, um, let us know. Give us some feedback. Uh, but be kind. <laughs> be kind. We're, we have feelings too. Uh <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, we actually did this. We we didn't drink a drop this one. I'm out. Yeah. Of be- I'm out of beer this morning. We uh, had coffee yeah. and uh, coffee and gumption, and uh, because <laughs> we we have courage and appetites. <laughs> because of course we're men. Um, so guys, uh, can't wait to see you next week. Uh, hit up those links. Uh, talk at us. Yeah.